Welcome to Music Speaks, sometimes very loudly, with your host, Gonzo Rocket. And as always, on the panel, M48. Today we got a special guest. He just re- he just dropped Fire, like he always does. Uh, he dropped the EP. For those that follow the show, the EP was out now. Mr. Prado, what it do? What's up? What is going on? Uh, besides um, there being a deadly pandemic and everyone staying indoors and it raining, uh, it's going, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Just staying busy. Keep. I'm just working, working, working on some new stuff. Hopefully, hopefully by the summer. Whoa, summer It'll is right around the corner. The hopefully we could, we could pop something out by the summer. We're working on it. We got a new project in the works. Oh, nice! You don't take you don't take days off, huh? Negative. This is um, this new project. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna head towards uh, the the sexual caramel type vibes and uh, more heavy heavily R and B. So this is the next one. It's called so, the Thicky Bear. The Thicky Bear album. Ooh, so like uh, like some Marvin Gaye sexual healing kind of vibe. Um, Marvin Gaye, some Ruben Sutter, and uh, hairy chest laying on a bare rug type sexual vibes. Oh, man, that's my favorite. Dude, you just dropped the El Amor EP, and I was talking to M48 about this when we were kind of analyzing it. Dude, those were all hits. Like, you you really gave them the rolling (laughs) thunder, man. (laughs) Yeah, man, it was those okay. So, so some of those songs we've been we've been sitting on for no lie, like ten years. And then I said, okay. And then two of the songs are new, are new rec- recordings, and uh, uh, like uh, Twenty One Bonnie and Clyde and Los Toxicos. Those are new recordings, and the other ones were old ones. And we just um, threw them, whipped it up, and released it. Dude, I'm glad that you did. Um, it's 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 not a very long album. I mean, 17 minutes, so it, it can be listened to rather fast. But every song on there, it's very, it's like hit status. It's not like you know just a B track. They're all hits. So congrats on that. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, everyone I've shared the yeah, album really, with, I mean, they enjoyed it. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, my favorite one uh, when I first heard it was the last song. It was Everything is A-OK, but today I was listening to it again, and I was like, you know, I really like uh, Can't See Right Now. Oh, yeah, thank you. That one's a good, that's a good one to vibe out to, like, especially, like, if you're driving at nighttime, just to zone out. I like that one. Oh, dude, I was I was uh, listening to that song uh, when I was driving in the rain. It was, like, a perfect, uh, like, scene, you know, I was listening to that the whole vibe, the music in the background and then the rain falling and the rain hitting my car. I was like, this is, this is a, like straight out of a, a music video. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely like that one. That one, that one was the older one that we've done. Yeah. My, my favorite one, the one that I like the most, I uh, well, I mean, I like, uh, so I like to make music that I like to listen to, that I would listen to. So I guess that's why I, I, I know it sounds kind of weird, but, no, no, no. There's it, certain songs that I'll have on YouTube. That that's perfect, dude. You're supposed to write music that you enjoy because the people that enjoy the same music that you enjoy will enjoy that even more. That's good. Don't cater yeah, to yeah. don't cater to what you think people want. Cater to what you like because ultimately that keeps it real. And you don't want to keep you don't yeah, want to yeah. you know what I mean? 
Yeah, and I'll definitely I'll make I'll make songs that I love to listen to. Like if it wasn't if I was somebody else and I like the same music, like you said, I would be bumping it all the time. Like one of my favorite ones from the album from El Amor EP was I wanna say the hook from the first song called Los Toxicos. Oh yeah, that one oh, was I cool too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's dope. I dude. think uh, it catches people. It catches people off guard because they go, "Okay, the hook's coming in," and then when the hook it comes in, it just slaps you across the face. Like, wait, where did this come from? No, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's the exact. Uh, that's the exact reaction I had when I first heard it. I agree. I I, I listened to this um, album going to Turlock, going to the taco trucks, and it, it matched very appropriately. It really catches the vibe from the local, the local scene. Yeah, definitely, and you know, and um, yeah, that's the one. Uh, we, so we dropped that on Valentine's Day, um, just right in time for for people that are in love or falling out of love, or you know, that's that's pretty much what I wanted to dedicate that album to, just to all aspects of love, because people think, oh, it's a love album, and it's just like, girl, I want to <laughs> take you back, dude. I love you know, end of the road, this and then. I love the you know, cover there's art. Different, man. I yeah. love the cover art. Oh, yeah. I think I got the inspiration from. Um, he's a, a member from uh, Bronco, and he's the I believe the drummer, and uh, he came out in a, in a novella. And uh, if you Google "Qué haces aquí," um, and it comes out like him holding like flowers and chocolates and stuff. But you know what? That's going to be my album cover. Cause I felt like that was my spirit animal. Um, yeah. And I had my cousin draw it up. I'm my cousin. Shout out to essential Rob, uh, on IG. Um, he drew up the uh, album cover and he also did a little animation. So FYI, if anybody's looking for album cover art or animation, hit him up essential Rob. But it's, um, I told him, Make it like that, and then just make it like I, I like. Um, I don't know if you guys, if you youngins out there, ever heard of Ren and Stimpy, and they would do these raw drawings, and I, I love that that type of um, animation. Did you? So remember, I kind of wanted like. So, sorry to pivot, but you you brought up Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. Did you ever watch the B track episodes of that show? So, oh, are you talking about the, the, the not suitable for children one? Yeah, because every episode had a complimentary not suitable for children. Like, there was the A episode, which was for Nickelodeon, and the B, that was for Adult Swim on MTV Liquid Television. Yeah, I, I, I watched, um, I, don't, I, I don't remember the exact episodes, like the names of them, but I watched, there was a bunch of episodes that I watched that were definitely not for Nickelodeon. Dude, they were hilarious. That show was crazy. Very ahead of its time. Very risque. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome, dude. And I love yeah, the animation style. Or is it Super Toastman? Or what was the name? Toastman. Oh, yeah. Toastman. <laughs> What's up, well, M48? French Toastman. You, you were jumping in the mix. What's going on, M48? I, didn't, I was going to say, I didn't even know that. I, I know of uh, Random City, the cartoon. Uh, on Nickelodeon because I used to watch when I was younger, but I didn't know about the whole uh, MTV side of it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. It was some crazy episodes. They had an episode where they talked to, uh, I think they were like at, at the beach and, uh, it was the cat. Which one's the cat? It was Stimpy, Stimpy, right? Yeah. It was Stimpy. He was shampoo man. He was a superhero. And then 
he would squeeze shampoo and there was like a nozzle coming from his tenderloin area and you would pump the nozzle and shampoo would come out and it was hilarious. <laughs> Good show. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. It was That's great. Crazy. I loved it. So let's talk about the the spirit animal. So Amor EP, you were influenced by the Bronco meme that came out. But let's talk about Los Toxicos. Yeah. Without without giving too much, because you know we want people to have their own interpretation of the song. What I got from this album, if I were to say where the influence is from, definitely '90s rap, where it's raw, in your face, and keeping it real. That's what that was my take on it. Yeah, yeah definitely. And and that one is and that one I like to. I kind of dabbled in the wordplay, and and I wanted it to. I want to make it. I didn't want to. The way I wrote it is I wanted it to be a simple rhyme pattern, but I'm also like, if you really listen to it, like the opening track, too many, too many blames put a relationship abhorrent. Like that sets it up. And it's not just like, you know, Humpty Dumpty ABC rhymes, you know, it's, it's thought out, you know? So I just wanted people to, I wanted people to be able to, to jam out to it at the same time, but listen to that message. It's a, it's a lot deeper. And it's pretty much has to do with like, like the track is titled toxic love. Are you going to do music videos yeah. to compliment the album? Uh, you know, uh, I really, I want to, I really want to. And I know I'm shooting like in a, in two weeks, I'm shooting one for another project. And then I'm shooting, um, on April 3rd, we're shooting um, another song for the upcoming Thicky Bear release. And I think, you know what? I want to, let's do something different. Let's have everybody that's listening in, how about they vote for which one um, I should record? And I'm down to record a video for whatever song um, that the uh, public demands. Let's do that. So we're going to do a, a little trend on the IG. And see what gets the hit. Yeah. And and I'll record whatever video the, the people speak into existence. Perfect. I'll ask yeah, my we'll, people. We'll, we'll definitely set that up. And for Yeah, you, I, I um Yeah. Okay. I was in the process of recording one video for this. I, I I don't know if I should say the name of the song. That way I don't want to influence um opinions or or anything like that, but there was one being recorded, and I didn't. I was recording it, and I and I had to hit the drawing board again because I, I there's a different way that I wanted to approach it. So I figured, you know what, I'm gonna hold off for a little bit. But it's a perfect opportunity for people to vote and say, hey, you know, I want to see this in a video, and I'll be like, all right, let's do it. Man, there's so much story to tell in each one of these songs. I mean, each one of them can tell a story, dude. <laughs> Yeah. But 21 Body and Clyde definitely needs to be a Quentin Tarantino music video. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Oh, man. But yeah, what's, uh, what's, what's, uh, what's Quentin Tarantino doing these days? He hasn't done a movie in a while. No. So he, he probably should just take up the offer. You know, you won't get paid, but at least you'll get out there. Yeah, he, you know, I think he, he might need the exposure, so I'm going to give him a... I'll help him out, I guess. We'll give him a shout-out. I guess out. I'll help You're him good. out. You're a good person, Prado. Yeah. You know, I do what I can <laughs> for the community. 
Well, for sure. You definitely shared some good music, man. Those five songs. It, it sucks that some of them were 10 years, you know, not released, but I mean, they were released, which is good, right? Because a lot of tracks just get vaulted away and never get heard. So good for you. Kudos. Keep going forward. Keep trucking. Keep moving it. Um, what song to you do you feel like has the most raw feeling? I was thinking Can't See and Friend Zone. <laughs> I want to say the most, the most raw one I would for for me was like uh, uh, friend zone. Yeah, friend zone was like fuck, man. Like I was listening to the song and my heart hurt. Like shit. Like I felt that pain, and I feel like anybody out there that listens to friend zone that's in a situation where where you're just you know, you're in love with the person and you can't break through that damn ceiling. Like this is going to hurt your heart. I probably suggest that you don't even listen to the song. It's for (laughs) for safety precautions. (laughs) There's a warning. That's why it's called EP. It's a disclaimer. But that one, that one will from the heart. Yeah, man. I, I think I like, I mean, now, now that I'm in an uh, incapacitated state, I'm really listening to more music and listening to music. I kind of listen to what they're saying and what they're trying to prove. And this album, I mean, I'm going to say it again. It's very raw. I love the guitar work. Who did the guitar stuff for you? That's um, an example, right? What do you mean for the, the guitar? Oh, that's, that's uh yeah, it's all sample. This is a, um, Beats and Broccoli, he's a renowned, he's like, this guy, he was digging in crates. He's like, uh, man, when it comes to like finding the find the, the, the tunes to use, that that's the dude. That's the dude to go to. He, he's digging in crates left and right and just finding badass sounds. Oh, wow. So he samples everything. Yeah, everything, everything with Beats and Broccoli is sampled. Oh, okay, he's a French guy, right? No, no, no. That's um, that's Samo from France. Beats and Broccoli. He is a local legend. He's like a rare Pokemon. Um, he's from Winton, and if you find him or see him, you have to capture him. He's he's super rare. Oh, he's a shiny. He's like the. He's like the Messino code, like the missing number code on um, Pokemon Red and Blue. Like it, he's hard to catch. Oh wow! So he's he's oh, most wow. likely a shiny Pokemon. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. a shiny Pokemon. So speaking of Winton, yeah, California, um, have you tried Los Gordos Tacos in Winton? Uh, okay, is that the one on the corner of uh, Santa Fe and Hammett, or Santa Fe and? Oh, dude, I would say yes. I know what you're talking about. It is. Is it the one? Is it the one uh, going towards uh, Merced or the one uh, going more towards uh, Livingston? Let me see. Let me find out exactly. It's on. Um, it, do they have a? Do they have like a badass gazebo, like a metal gazebo, and it's like on Atwater? Uh, what is it on Winton Way? Yeah, it's on, it's on North Winton Way. Yes. I think I've been there. I think uh, Beats and Brock is the one who took me there. Okay, so now we know where to find beets and broccoli. Yeah, they have the fancy gazebo, dude. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had that one before. That that one used to be like a go-to spot. And now it's local. Now it's in Livingston. Oh, it is? Yeah, that's the one that was next to Chevron. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's why I said let's hit it up. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never knew what the I never knew what the um the name of it was. I just knew it was the Santa Fe one, but I didn't know that they they uh, localized. But yeah, those tacos were bomb. Yeah, we gotta take. Yeah, uh, don't don't tell me it's a good time. <laughs> well, we're gonna make this happen no, Ricardo, next week, dude. We're gonna go live in living color. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna record a, yeah. a live show after eating some tacos, and we're gonna listen to your album all the way through and kind of break it down, so that folks can kind of peek into the mind of the local the local rhymes. It's gonna be yeah. our, our new show. Our new show. It's gonna be called Two and a Half Mexicans. Let's do it. Yep. Part of the Music Speaks Sometimes Loud Network. We're going to be two and a half Mexicans where we go and travel all the taquerias in the Central Valley because apparently Turlock, California, Turlock, California, I'm saying, I'm going to repeat this. Turlock, California has the best tacos in the freaking world. What's going on, man? I think it's the water, something in the water. It's just, you know what? It extends a little bit outside of Turlock because there's one taco truck. I guess it would be considered a, a country suburb of Turlock in Keys. Oh my goodness! Oh, yes. This taco I, truck. I've is, heard. Oh yeah, I've heard some they, things about Keys. They they are. Whew, my goodness! I mean, they're they're good. There's some good tacos coming out of Keys, and this one particular truck. Um, Check them out at uh, Il Gadente, and apparently there's two. But anyways, there's several Il Gadente trucks, and there's two in Turlock that are just fire tacos. But, man, I'm getting hungry, damn it. See, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, anyway. So we do got to hit up the one in Keys. Turlock. Il Gadente, yeah. that was the one that we first hit up in, in Turlock. Yes. Uh, the one that we went to Turlock was Sanchez. It was Sanchez. No, I was talking about uh, me and Gonzalo. We went there like almost a year ago. That was the first time that we had tacos together. But the one that, uh, yeah, we did definitely hit up Sanchez. That one was good. I like that one. That one had good shredded chicken. Yeah, we don't hit up anything. So we'll coordinate the schedules and we'll get Music Speaks on the road and let's go hit up some taco trucks for Two and a Half Mexicans debuting next week. And Two and a Half Mexicans is a show where we're actually going to use science to determine what makes a good taco. So I know Netflix came out with a special, but Netflix didn't even travel to, to Turlock, California. So in my books, yeah. I mean, I've had tacos from LA. I'm sorry, LA. Turlock has you, has your number, bro. Yeah, let me, let me make, let me make this clear. The Asada game in Northern California is unmatched. Uh, I give LA props and their pastor game. Because their pastor game is pretty, they got it on lockdown over there. I'm not going to deny them that, but I don't really mess with pastor too much. I'm an asada person, so asada for me definitely is in this area. I think a lot of people are honestly. <clears throat> the the birria, yeah, I mean the consomme and birria in LA is on point. They make the barbacoa to the T. They're that's where they they're the known for that. Yeah, and you know, it's good. I mean, don't get me wrong, but if I want a taco 
and I'm going to hit up a taco truck, I'm not going to always go for, you know, Vida. It's that's to me, that's like once in a great while, uh, a solid taco, a solid taco, man, I can have it every day and I'll be man. So delicious. As yeah. a matter of fact, not because we're talking about it, but today I had two tacos from Sanchez. Nice. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. What you order? The Asara? I'm telling you, I got two tacos of Estrada and it was good to go. That's why you're in good the spirits Eric and you're Estrada. happy. <laughs> two Eric Estrada tacos. <laughs> Dude, you should make a whole yeah. album devoted to the tacos of Turlock. You know what I liked about Sanchez? Sorry to, to go back, but Sanchez, I love their salsa. Yeah, they're pretty good. No, salsa was on that point. Was probably the, that was probably the what won it over for me was the salsa. Man, the man, best. Well, that definitely next week. Definitely next week, we're gonna have to. Uh, uh, we're gonna have to go all out on that show and and uh, and introduce the rubric that we're gonna use to to scientifically judge the tacos because you know everybody's gonna have their opinions on what's a good taco, but you can't deny science, right? I believe in science. <laughs> you can't deny it. So we're gonna use you know that little uh, Mexican restaurant on Golden State? Um, they probably have the best salsa ever, ever. It's like a red salsa for the chips. Are you, talk- are you talking? Uh, are you talking the little dark girl, La Morenita? Yep. Oh, really? You like their salsa? Their salsa is spot on. It's on Golden State in Turlock. I haven't been there in a minute. That the La Morenita. Is it La Morenita? I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah, they're famous for their they're they're well known for their salsa. It's not spicy, right? It's just very flavorful. Yes, very that, very good stuff. It's like almost a little bit on the chunky side, but a little bit like chunky mixed with watery. Yes. Yes, that one is amazing. I, I barely had it in December, and I was like, this is it. This is spot on. That's some high praise there. Oh, yeah. It's really good stuff. So definitely, we're going to have to do that uh, two and a half Mexicans starting next week. I'm sure we're going to probably get canceled because cancel culture is on a rampage right now. If anybody was curious about... If anyone was curious about who the half Mexican is, it's me. So just to throw that out there. <laughs> I would have never guessed. I thought it was me. <laughs> Dang. Definitely, I think Prado's the more Mexican. Don't assume my nationality. Oh, my bad. I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> Did you just assume my fender? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's like the new debates nowadays. I don't, I don't mix it with the music because, man, music is getting weird today too. But we gotta all keep on trucking. Um, I like listening to rap because it keeps it real. But I think today's rap, like the whole TikTok culture, man, that really changed everything. It's making things more re- repetitious. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not. Um, well, in general, I don't really listen to. Um, I don't really listen to like um, popular music like uh, hip hop and and R and B. Uh, there's a there's a couple of exceptions that I'll listen to, or or a friend of mine she'll put me onto some songs because she knows like 
more or less of what I would like. Um, but I, I kind of stay away from it because it doesn't, it doesn't interest me. It's just, it's not, I don't feel like it's, I'm not going to say it's not good because who am I to say it's not good? Cause it could be good for somebody else. It's just not good for me. I, and I don't, I don't care for it. Too it's much. too much cookie cutter. Like they got the formula and they're like, okay, this formula works. People like the changes to be after eight and that's their song and that's it. Yeah. And there's, there's, and it's, and it doesn't happen often where I'll hear a song like, damn, that's good. Like that. I like that, you know? And it's just, I guess I, I like what I like. And, um, I stick to, I stick to like, you know, I guess it would be considered old school rap now. I would, I stick to that old hip hop and I feel like old R and B and Motown and, and classic rock. And, um, man, I listen to a lot of stuff, just not a lot of popular music that's trending. I don't even know what's I think trending. a lot of the fans, I think a lot of the fans of that kind of, um, that popular hip hop, they're all mainly kind of loyalists. I think they don't really see it as, you know, what's a great song. They more are loyal to the artist, which is fine, you know, but I don't really know if it's like the, the, uh, kind of like the direction that it should be going in. Like kind of like the, uh, artists or, uh, they get complacent with like, Oh, my fans are going to like it anyways. So fuck it. Yeah, and then I think there's too much brand loyalty nowadays. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but yeah. but instead of brand, it's artist. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like somebody who's just throwing it out there, not saying anything bad about this person, but Drake. You know, Drake guys. See, I know Drake, Drake from Degrassi, dude. Uh, to me, he's always gonna be Jimmy, and he's always gonna be Jimmy, the guy that got yeah. shot. <laughs> the wheelchair Jimmy. Yeah, not to be mistaken with Jimmy from South Park. Oh yeah, Jimmy from South Park's way cooler. No, but anyways, there is a loyalist thing. Like, look at the Slayer fans. They're like, "Oh, Slayer's metal, blah blah blah." I'm like, "What the fuck?" There's other metal out there, like it, the Metallica guys. They're all just, into. They don't like Megadeth. It's like, dude, Megadeth is awesome. Yeah, the yeah, main guy yeah, from yeah, Megadeth yeah, was from Metallica. Exactly. I, I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, that's been that's, that's been on my mind for a while because I'm like, okay, yeah, that song is okay, but it's not like groundbreaking. Where it's like, oh my god, you gotta listen to this. Why do you sound like yeah, Hulk Hogan? You sound like Hulk Hogan when you were talking about that. Oh, you gotta sound it. Listen to this, brother. <laughs> oh, brother. It was, it was I was uh, I was uh, doing an impression, and at the same time, I had a frog in my throat, so it was perfect timing. Nice. I had to get my water fast. What, what do you What do you think, Prado, about this whole brand loyalty, man? Like people are just loyal to the brands. Like, don't get me wrong, I haven't been to Walmart in a minute because I'm just too stuck on Target. How do you feel about all that jazz? Um, yeah, I, I I think that you can't be you can't put yourself in a box because, um, like like you said, there is a lot of that brand loyalty to artists. For example, I know a few people for not to throw salt on any artist or talk negative, but uh, for example, huge, huge fans of Kanye West, right? And oh, um, yeah. and they're huge fans. And like I was discussing with my, my friend about the album that he dropped and I said, he said, man, that was a badass album. And I said, really? Like you really thought that was a badass album? Like there's, I, I 
strongly disagreed with him. I said that that wasn't his best work. And there's like, don't get me wrong, there's some Kanye songs that I I listen to that I have on rotation, but it's probably more, you know, uh, mid two thousands Kanye. And the newer stuff, there's some stuff that I like of his. There's a lot of stuff that I don't like of his. And there are people that are loyal to him and his music. And I would say out of like how many songs he has, there's probably like five songs that I really like from him. And uh, other than that, I don't care for the other stuff. Same thing with other music, uh, other artists, other bands. Like, yeah, that, per- that rock group is good, but I only like maybe two of their songs. You can't like jerk off to all their songs. It's not that great, um, but I think and, and it puts you in a box. And you say like you like this one band, and this, that's all you're gonna listen to. But there's this other band that has badass songs too. Yeah, so, maybe, I mean, maybe your friend was onto something when he said this album is badass. <clears throat> maybe they got the bad and the ass part right. Yeah, probably. But I was like, nah, it wasn't at all. And uh, it was a religious one that he came out with. Oh, the um, Jesus or something? Jesus? Yeezy? No, it was like, I want to say like last year or two years ago, he came out with that album. Was it like the Pablo? He was, no, it was, I think it was after that one. He was doing like mega church stuff already. Like, uh, it was like, maybe it was that one. I'm not sure. But I was like, there was like, I didn't find any songs that I wanted to like put on replay. Like, uh, like the All song that he had in the mid 2000s, where like I wanted to replay that song. Yeah, all I'm gonna say is that the last thing Kanye did great musically was 808s and Heartbreak. After that, he was <clears throat> just my opinion, though. No, share your opinion, M48. I feel like you're holding back. <clears throat> that's all, that's all I really gotta say. Damn. The last, last thing I was a fan of was his uh, 808s and Heartbreak uh, album. After that, I wasn't really a fan. I think he kind of, he, he hit his, his ceiling, his creative ceiling. And I think he knew that. And he was trying to say, oh, he was trying to kind of like one-up himself. But it's like, you already know, you've already hit your ceiling. It's like, and everybody knows you, you can only just go down from here. So. Oh, yeah, where you become a bad copy of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone knows that Metallica ended after the end Justice for All album. But they kept going. Yep. And Jazz ended with uh, Chick Bane by Chick Corea. Yep, the last standard. So definitely, definitely. I mean, I've never listened to Kanye. Um, I'm open to listening to his music just because I want to listen to what the whole thing is. But I don't understand. I mean, I guess it's a generational thing. I try to not put myself in a box like Prado says, but I, I just don't get what the youngins get, man. Edumacate me. Back in my days, we used to listen to 45s. Oh, man. I still have some 45s. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I don't know. I guess it's just a generation thing, which is interesting because we're like the plethora of music. I mean, we have all the music access through digital, but... That's that's also a bad thing too because now that things aren't purchased physically, I feel like it hinders the the appreciation for the tune. Yeah, you might have a yeah. point there. 
Because I do remember the excitement of going to the store and finding that album and, you know, listening to it for a week because you're not, you don't have the money to just go buy another album. You know what I mean? You got to listen to what you have. And I think it gives you more, you really dig deeper for stuff. That is true. You, you, you have a better appreciation for it. And uh, the same thing with, with the, um, the artists, like, well, obviously now it's, it's, people are pumping out, pumping out. And it's, I feel like it's definitely quantity over quality versus like, um, versus like you're selling this album. So your songs better be good and on point. And there's all those, you also have those sleeper songs that are, you know, that were well written and, and just, and you and people enjoy to listen to There's songs that are not the number one, you know, hit. Uh, they're not the singles of the album, but they're like really good songs because, you know, the artist took the time to, to craft it. It's a product that they're giving out, putting out there. Yeah. And with, with costs going down, I mean, people are releasing a shit ton of songs with no real heart to them. It's like, yeah, who cares? I'll just record next week and master it and publish it and just put it out. So it's like, you're getting a spray of just too much stuff and not, not the real a tracks. No one's really putting thought into it. They're kind of just spraying and praying. Yeah. They're kind of relying. They're relying on that brand loyalty. Yeah. You whippersnappers. Yep. And that's why this podcast, <laughs> this podcast was developed nearly a year ago to combat this new met- methodology. To hit Man, there's. <laughs> Go for it, Prado. But there's, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely, also, there's a, a lot of good music available. It's just that now it's just you gotta dig deeper, dig deeper. You have to go through a lot of, through a lot of, I guess, rubbish before you find some good, good artists out there now. You know, and and, and the same for me too. Like if if um. If I get to explore a new artist, I rarely do, but it's because like I, I feel like I stumble upon a song by accident, and then if I hear a song, I'm like wait, what the heck is that? And I'll shazam it, or or I'll ask the person, hey, who is that? You know, and and then I'll I'll start to follow that artist. There's a few that I have in mind that that, that um I follow, and they don't have the recognition that they should have. You know, and I'm like, man, that's kind of sad. They're really good. What's the name of the but, artist? Oh well. What's that? What's the name of the artist? Man, hold on. At the top of my head, I have I follow her on IG and I follow her on my on my Spotify. And she's an artist, uh she's a Colombian um, um Colombian Canadian artist. This is from Canada. And man, she's really good. I gotta I gotta I gotta find her and I'll show you later on. But I know I follow her on my Spotify for sure. And that's the thing with me, too. It's not because uh, I'm really bad with names, too, especially, like, artists and names. I'm, that's why I have to, like, if I don't follow that artist on IG or, or Spotify, like, and then I'll forget. I'll completely forget. Was it that song that you sent in the, the IG group chat? Oh, no. That one was crazy. FYI, there's a song out there uh, by... Uh, a rapperette, a rapette, a rapper. I don't know how we call it. Her name, what was it? Um, hump, humpback chunk. 
Yeah, Humpback Chunk. Uh, <laughs> Humpback Chunk. The song's titled "I Just Nutted." Um, oh, wow. Very prolific lyric. You want to know what the scariest thing is? Is when you when you're on your phone, right? You're on another app. You're not even on Instagram, and they get the the Instagram notification thing on the top bar, and you just see Prado Bearcat, his name, and then at the end of the album, at the end of the notification notification says, "I just met it." I was like, "What the? Where did this come from?" Oh wow, that was probably someone listening to the song, the album. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Somebody's reaction to that. Sheesh. Call me off guard for a quick second. A quick 30 seconds. I was actually scared to open up the, the messages. I was like, what am I going to walk into today? <laughs> You're like, I'm not prepared for this right now. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Definitely, um... Definitely a song to make you think WTF all day and like question your life and your existence. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, there's one song that I that I wanna I say I wanna say I downloaded it um the beginning of the year or was it the end of the last year? But I couldn't stop I was that song was on repeat. It was the um, um, I'm, I'm sure you guys heard of the song WAP, a WAP song by Cardi B. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have, I haven't. Jay Diggs, this, this artist name, uh, I have his name's Jay Diggs, and he did WAP and he did it in an 80s funk version. Man, that is a hit. An 80s funk version, yeah, it's called WAP Funk Version, and Jay Diggs is an is a artist. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to look that up. Yeah, send it to me. Um, it is. No, but it's cool that... um. Carry on. <laughs> I lost the subject on there. Carry... Go for Prado. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess the yeah, connections are down because it's raining. Well, connections are spotty, Damn so we're right. gonna we're gonna wrap it up until we meet in person, probably next week. This uh this is kind of a more remote um, podcast just due to the logistics of today. I can't move, so I'm trying to do the best I can without being able to move. So, Prado, final yeah. thoughts. My final thoughts, um, man, definitely, definitely go check that album out, the EP, um. Uh, El Amor EP. Go check out the Bearcat album. That one was a more refined, tuned album, especially, um, especially with the guest appearance by. Hell um, yeah! If you like the, if you like the, uh, if you like the sample melodies like the, um, what what Beats and Broccoli put out like for his beats and, and uh, El Amor EP. Check out the one we did 10 years ago called uh, Originally It Was Different. Um, I highly recommend just uh, having a little listening session and just jamming out to it and crying yourself to sleep so that I'm more EP. Uh, eat chocolates. Um, you know, wash your pains away with tacos. That always helps, too. Uh, other than that, man, I'm excited for next week. We're going to uh, do that, that cool project. It's going to be very delicious and fun. 
Hell yeah, it is. I'm looking oh, forward to yeah. seeing you guys in person so we can do the podcast live. This music speaks. We don't count episodes anymore. We count time. It's almost been a year. The pandemic is, I don't know, I guess coming to its final stages. So hopefully we can go back and film some footage. We want to get these songs out there. You know, follow us on the IG. Follow the people's hashtags. Um, Prado, shout out to your hashtag. What is it for IG? My, my hashtags or my, my AKAs? Your uh, your handle. What's your your IG handle? Oh yeah, yeah. My IG handle Prado dot Bearcat, or just type in Prado. You can't miss my icon. It's a guy's face, very hefty, well fed man, and uh, holding a teddy bear, some roses, and and uh, and uh, some balloons. But check it out, Prado dot Bearcat on IG, aka. Uh, Mazapan Warrior, a.k.a. Duvalin Prince, a.k.a. El Comal, a.k.a. El Pepino Asesino, a.k.a. Father Papi, and now a.k.a. Sticky Bear. <laughs> nice. Shout out to the Ultimate Conformance for the ending opening song for us. And then that's about it. Everyone have a good week. Music speaks sometimes very loudly. Peace.